0: following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about
0: this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming
2: live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand-off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Moore. Cuscoff keeps it, and he brings it into the touchdown.
0: And now your hosts, Isaiah Standback. Heckma Harrison,
2: Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. So glad you're along with us here for the next 40 minutes. We are previewing the Cowboys offense Versus the Philadelphia defense, Monday Night Football coming up later this week. Week 3 is upon us in the NFL. I'm alongside Heckma Harrison, the professional analyst, football analyst, ESPN, DallasCowboys.com.
0: Am I really? I'm waiting on, I can't take it now. See, you see what he just did to me now? I can't think about anything else but the break now. (laughs) put <laughs> <with> the break <laughs> Not, um, no the when we go to break so yeah, yeah. that's a,
2: that's you unfortunate have got some news for him in the break I do good. have some news for Heckma breaking news um rob phillips is along with us as well how are you doing rob
1: i'm good i'm good I'm, I, I was worried about heck when i walked in he was on the floor and we had to kind of he didn't want any help getting up but no you're training and you're doing well
0: i am is in if that sore i am in fat rubsy right now guys Ooh. uh <laughs> It hurts so can bad. You, can we
2: t- coin that term? Can we make t-shirts?
0: No. Don't you make a t-shirt. I'm not going to do you, it. No. Don't you do that. I mean, damn I want, t-shirts we got. we got. We got a bunch. You got, got frat sm-
2: boy vibes. Frat boy vibes. Frat. Say it with your chest. Yeah. Smelly sticker. Smelly stickers. Yeah, we got a lot of different t-shirt sayings here. But, oh, look who decided to show up. We were trying to make it subtle. <laughs> no, don't make it stu- subtle. We were trying to make it subtle by starting on the camera with me only. But, I mean, it took him a minute. Hey, Isaiah. We're all here for you. You said we were coming in hot coming today. In hot. You got your, you I don't didn't have your iPad today? Late. Yeah, my iPad. I'll get it here. You went right. the speed limit,
3: though, right? Um, in the Autobahn.
1: <laughs> Autobahn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yo. Yeah. Autobahn yeah. speed limit. All right. So it's we'll North
3: s- Texas Giving Day. Do you guys know that? No. Oh, wow.
2: No, no. So I it's got tied
3: up trying to post for some of the foundations that I'm with. So Very oh. nice.
2: Well, we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit sure. later on. I like that. Uh, let's get into Cowboys news since everybody's here now. There was some news that broke yesterday. Wednesday just has been an unfortunate day over the last two weeks for the Cowboys. Keona Neal out this week because of COVID or placed on the COVID reserve list. What is the what is the update there?
1: Well, he hadn't been ruled out yet. That's good. But if we go off of every player that's had this happen to them days before a game, then they're preparing for him not to play. It happened to Randy Gregory. It happened to Zach Martin. It happened to Brandon Knight. Uh, Noah Brown was cleared in time, but didn't play. So the reports are he's a close contact, which means five days of isolation, and you're going to test every day. So that there's a chance he could be cleared right in time, but I don't think the Cowboys are preparing for
0: Is that. Is this more of a contact tracing kind of deal? Like the That's what it sounds like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So
1: we'll see. But I think you know it's interesting. It's going to be kind of a musical chairs thing because if he doesn't play and Dorrance Armstrong doesn't play, Oof. and you don't have uh, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously. Very interesting where Micah Parsons is going to line up, and maybe, maybe it's a little bit of everywhere. We kind of touched on that early in the week.
2: I don't see it being pigeonholed into one spot, especially if Keanu Neal is not available. Because, I mean, we, we've we had the conversation of, oh, now that Randy Gregory's back, do we even need him at edge rusher? the, the I guess the consensus was half and half, yes, no, maybe sometimes. But, yeah, if there's no Neal back there, then do we see a lot more of 11 at the linebacker spot? I hope not.
3: I hope not. There's a dude we drafted by the name of Jabril Cox. I don't know if you guys know him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's on a roster and yeah, he's pretty athletic as well. With the LSU? Yeah, with the LSU. Kind of a dude. Where's number 14?
1: Yeah, kind of kind of a dude.
3: So I think that he can fill in in that role as well. <sighs> we talk about our depth at a lot of positions this year. We have the, the fortune of having that. So let's utilize it. Let's get these guys out there. Let them go out there and make plays. That's what he does.
0: No, I love the optimism, Um, and and I've been crying to get a look at these younger guys anyway. And so if this is the opportunity that he gets, I'm sure to just be in spot duty uh, on a tight end, which is supposedly his strength coming out of the draft, his ability to cover tight ends. So he'll get that this week. Um, We don't know uh, the health of of their tight ends. I think uh, Zach Ernst is out uh, for the game, but I I trust that with Dallas Goddard and uh, Jack Stoll uh, that we could use uh, Jabril Cox in spot duty. I'm with that.
2: Yeah, don't see worry. Him, me. Give him some more playing time. I think would be nice. He hasn't seen a ton of playing time. Most of his stuff has come on special teams, but maybe there will be a little bit more. Jabril Cox. Um, in terms of Wednesday, whether any other news storylines,
1: Rob. I think that's it. Randy Gregory's back. That's a good one. So, uh, they're back to practice today. So we should Yay. see him. Yeah, it's weird. It's Thursday, but it's Wednesday. You yeah, know, it's, it's been all, kind it's of all slow. Jason Garrett thing back in the day.
2: Yeah, it's been kind of slow because of no practice the last two days, and there hasn't been anybody in there. I was asked last night uh, by one of the guys at the fan asking if Calvin Joseph has been practicing. But I, is he available to practice yet, or does he have to wait until that three weeks is up until he actually gets on the field, period? That's
1: a good question. When think he
2: returns from his hip injury.
1: I think he's got to be on IR. I think he's, so, too. Yeah, And then he can... They, they can start the cl- like when it's well that's a good question because these ir rules have changed and it used to be within like pup you can start practicing and you have a window and all that stuff i, I don't know if that's the case for him though
2: yeah because he was a wasn't question for mike pub. okay yeah we'll
1: try and figure that out later on as well but
2: anything sticking out to you guys now that we've kind of previewed the the philly offense and the cowboys defense now let's flip the table a little bit looking at the film going into monday's matchup we're trying to break down this cowboys offense into the philadelphia defense and i'll start this off with you hekma early on in the season what is the best thing that the cowboys offense has done so far to you air it
0: out <laughs> just continue to air the throw the football they've been airing people out i mean yes the the game last week versus the chargers i think getting tony pollard involved i think shown showed the kind of asset that he can be to this offense and michael Gallup's absence basically and so you know, when you, when you look at both of these teams, it really will. This game will be decided by the front lines, offense and defensive lines. And it, man, Fletcher Cox is still Fletcher Cox, number ninety one. He just sticks out like a store thumb with everything that he does. But he has a guy by the name Javon Hargraves that will cancel Christmas if we don't get him <laughs> if we don't get him blocked. No Christmas trees this year in the heck? No, NFL? no, we don't get a Christmas tree. And I got one picked out already for <laughs> Isaiah. Uncle Zay, we already got it picked out for you this year. But I mean, it's just going to be one uh, up front, and and so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Dallas Cowboys line this up. It's not the same threat as it was with Bosa on the outside, even though they do have some, some, some edge rushers. Um, but for me, I just want to see Terrence Steele Not go to sleep at the wheel. I know that rhyme, bars, but I wasn't trying to. Uh, Just stay on top of what you do. Um, I know, I think it's a heightened sense of awareness when you have a Bosa on the other side of you. So just don't relax, you know. And it really does feel good going into a game like this, knowing that you do have Zach Martin.
2: No, having him back was a world of of a difference in week two. But I want to ask kind of off of that point, Rob, if your confidence level, I, I know it's risen from Terrence Steele last week to Terrence Steele in week three, but how much has it risen going up against another team, like you said, even though there is no Joey Bosa on the other side?
1: Um it's risen, but he talked about it yesterday himself, Terrence Steele, that this front line for Philly, they're they're monsters. And they I feel like we've been saying that about them for twenty years. Like that's their defense starts up front and it, it always seems to, and they, they lose What Brandon Graham for the season? Big loss for them too. And I'm I'm looking at the Eagles' official depth chart on their website right now, and there's just a blank spot at left defensive end. They don't they they haven't officially filled that. I imagine Josh Sweat sweat. or Barnett. They're gonna, Mm -hmm. you know, one one guy is gonna play that side, but they're just gonna plug one guy in and go. I mean, I think they're still really good up front. Um, And you know, you watch that 49ers game, and you you know, you watch what uh, Barnett. And and those guys can do off the snap. It's pretty impressive. So it's not just Steele. I think it's everybody. Uh, They got to be able to block for Dak Prescott.
3: Yeah, these guys propose a different challenge than what we faced last week or even the week before. Um, You know, I feel like week one versus Tampa, they were big boys. I mean, we had some. They had some big boys on the end that can get to the quarterback. Week two against the Chargers, uh, we were worried about one guy primarily. Um, Now, you know, they don't have a Jabril Cox, but they do have a. Big boy, Cox, COX, right? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and he's been in the league for a while. and He's dominated if you allow him to be. Um, but they, you know, obviously we talked about Graham being gone, but they just gave Sweat a bunch of money. Yes, they just gave Sweat a bunch of money, so he steps up. He will be in that role, and then there's a guy behind him too, who's always been a Cowboys record by the name of uh, Kerrigan Ryan Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Yeah. yeah, he's not even yeah. starting for him, yeah, but, but he's there. He's there. He's he always, didn't
2: start for Washington neither. last year yeah, when he we played him the first time, there. and he had two
3: sacks, yeah. I believe. So he's he, they. So until you to that point, these boys are they propose they they present a different problem for us up front. Um, speed is one thing when you're worried about Bosa. But these guys, you know, to Steele's point, have a motor. they're 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 dogs, they're savvy veterans. These are vets now. These guys know what the heck they're doing, and they're ginormous. They're ginormous, right? And they got that old man uncle strength. So you got to be, you know, you know, what I'm talking about that Kung Fu Panda grip. That's katush. Okay, so you got it. Yeah. So you have to be able to to hold the fort, drop your hips, and get underneath these guys. Otherwise, they will walk you back to the quarterback. And we don't need that on Dax's legs.
0: Had you when you look at them? Did, did they have a twinge of that Tampa? Defense up, I'm just talking about up front with Vita Bay yeah. and Sue they they, they, from the inside, the one in the three tech, yeah. the way they play, they favor Tampa more
3: than they favor, um, the yeah. soldiers. Yeah, obviously. yeah. I mean, so I think if you're going to make a comparison, obviously, to what we've faced this year, it's more Tampa than it is, um, Los Angeles, and that's not
0: good.
2: No, no. Uh-uh, not at all. by the way, <laughs> I, I know it's only week three, so this is super early to start throwing out ranks, but at least we have multiple sample sizes to do this on. This has been against two struggling offenses with San Francisco and Atlanta being the opposing teams to Philadelphia, but right now the Eagles defense currently sits top five in total yards allowed, scoring allowed, passing yards allowed, third down percentage, and yards per play allowed. So, I mean, they've gotten off to a quick start, and a lot of that is the front seven overall, but if so you're saying not as good as Tampa Bay But similar in style is ultimately what you're you're laying out
3: here. Yes, they're. I think they're. they're, Like I say, it's just hard. They're savvy.
2: Yeah. I think they're just savvy
3: vets. You know, and these guys, you're not going to fool these guys. You're not going to trick them. You're not going to, you know, out leverage them. They they know all the tricks of the trade. So, you know, it really comes down to you're gonna to have to go and you're gonna have to hit these guys you're gonna to have to move them off the ball You're not, and you're not gonna be able to bamboozle your way into getting good plays you're gonna to have to manhandle these guys and you better bring your sack lunch you know them, them draws gonna have to come back out because it's gonna be a work day when you're playing against Fletcher and then you're playing against you know Josh Sweat who has a pocket full of money now and then you know, Hargrave and, and then oh by the way Kerrigan who just doesn't stop
1: mm-hmm. right so you, you got you have your work you know your work cut out for you as we try to establish this run game continuously the one thing that haven't done is force a turnover yet in in two games that's the one thing you look at their their uh their resume and say they haven't done that. Although they dropped at least one pick against San Francisco, so yeah, they're good all the way through. And they are similar to Tampa in that yeah. that's their strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you try to run against this front, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough, you know. And pass pass protection is going to be tough too because they'll put five guys on the line of scrimmage and drive make, you back, make, yeah, yeah. Or, or just kind of try to make you figure out who's coming and who's dropping. You
0: know? and, and where they're not like Tampa is they don't blitz a lot. And I didn't see that. They, they don't bring a lot of guys on the blitz, and they may benefit us as well. I think we have an advantage on them and the edge. I think we can get the edge, and I think uh, Tony Pollard, if we continue the trend that we're using him that way, he can get the edge. And I think this is a game for Zeke to get on track, and so we could stop all this talk uh, and you know it's, a 50, it's got 15 more games to go and I think tw- a fresh 21 uh, later in the season is going to benefit us mm-hmm. um, but offensive line wise just going back to talking about Zach Martin uh, and what he's done with still uh, just kind of anchoring these guys that whole right side of the offensive line down. beatish, I think people are starting to understand that he needs a lot more strength you know he's we've seen him lose those battles in the bull rush, rush situation but I want this guy people are not talking about what he's doing and, and I talked to you. We talked last year. I said, I said, man, he's like that last call, the, the lady at the end of the mm-hmm. bar, the last call. But yeah. Connor Williams yeah. is having a damn good season, and I mean, he's start to his season. I said and last year, you, you guys did laughed at no, me. No, no. no, listen, now it's listen. True. You did. I P. A little bit. I, this I is me a coming bit. around. And saying, you were right. There's just a roundabout oh, way to thing, say it. Tech? <laughs> I'm just saying Thank that. you. I mean, he's absolutely – Where's I mean, my he's, smelly sticker at? It's somewhere <laughs> Some around here. Okay. But, um, I mean, Connor Williams is, is doing a good job. In, and having Smith back also kind of wow. anchors this offensive line. So, I love it. I agree. But, you know, to that point, you know, two weeks – You know, our, our first game was only two weeks ago.
3: And the film – we talk about Tyler Biotis. The film that was out on the second half where he was getting kind of driven back, Um that's out there and you best you best believe that these guys watch that and as good as vita vea is these guys up front know more than he knows vita vea was just locking on and just running you back so imagine (laughs) the guys with the same ability but now have all the tricks that you know in their bag as well so we have to be on on our on our toes i mean obviously i'm not just gassing these guys up they're they're good they're good and and for the type of defense that they're going to run we are going to have to establish a run. We're going to have to sustain drives because to your point they don't blitz. Why? Mm-hmm. Cuz they're not confident in their secondary. So why would they put their secondary yeah. you know at risk? So they're going to sit back, they're going to, they're, they're going to, they're going to play a, a single high of safety. They want to do that. All day. But they're going to have they're going to have eight guys in a box. Mm. so we still have to establish a run um, but we have to win our battles on the outside as well and you know, obviously it it depends on if Coop Dog is back and obviously Gallup's gone so we got some struggles there
2: too. Yeah and you're going to have to find a way to get to the edge regardless but when we come back I want to keep that Tyler Biotish conversation going him and Connor Williams both because that interior of the offensive line has been kind of a point that's been glossed over by a lot of the Cowboys or at least media and, and us in general kind of I feel like that might be the trouble spot on offense right now. But is it that big of a trouble spot? We'll talk about it when we return with more Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos.
0: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash.
1: Okay, but the
2: best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash
0: cowboys.
3: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local
0: Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys.
2: Whether you're watching from home or you are cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses you can see every Exciting play Book an appointment At your local Essilor Experts And see what Essilor Can do for you See more Do more Essilor Isaiah stand back Talking cowboy I'm cowboys. The mic swing For tomorrow
0: Yeah I mean Cause you didn't have I knew you were waiting on it I, w- I, I, I knew you were waiting on it I was I was I waiting on the mic swing And I was yeah. waiting on the long finger When I'm, you hit him with the long finger That's when we hit. in Can't give it to him every day. Oh, dog.
1: every day Oh We got five days a week Okay Alright you're right You know The mic swing is even better When you get the shades five
3: days a week Times 17 weeks that's a yeah. lot of shows. It's true. That's
1: a lot of shows. You can't spoil them.
2: <sighs> you no. got to give them a long finger no. though. I like that. <laughs> Arsenio Hall.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the <a> long finger. <laughs> uh,
2: by the way, while we were in the break, Chris Beam gave us an update on the IR situation. I asked the question and put Rob on the spot earlier about Kel, Or excuse me, Kelvin Joseph and his return what is the what is the thing with IR there
1: It's just like PUP cuz PUP's always been 6 weeks start a window to practice same thing 3 weeks on IR then he can start practicing and and start that clock so one more week to go for for Kelvin Joseph
2: so they will most likely not have him back week 4 even as I mean best case scenario I mean
1: I think they'll they're... have him on
2: the field probably but they would ramp him up I would think as a
1: rookie that's missed that Significant uh, amount of time. That's a good question. I mean, if he was able to practice next week and had a full week, I, you know, I don't know if he would play in the game, but he might be ready to be active and dress for the game. Are they we'll allowed see. to work
3: with trainers and all that during that period of time?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing rehab, rehab. and all that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, so they, yeah. I mean, he's
3: he's not yeah. out of out of shape, and he's working with Britt Brown. So. He'll be in shape. Brits on him. <laughs> Brits on him. Sorry, Trust me. somebody who's been with Brit, you're in shape. You'd much rather be on a practice field than to spend your time with him every day. Man. He's an awesome
2: person, but he's a he's a he's a Dude. bulldog, aka Pit. <laughs> yeah, he'll get after you. Yeah. Okay, so when we were heading into the break, we we mentioned Tyler Biotish and, and kind of how the film hasn't been. Friendly to him the first two weeks of the season, and this is still, we got to remember, this is a second-year guy, fourth-round draft pick, and he's been thrusted into a starting role uh, permanently for the first time in his career, because even last year you had Joe Looney kind of lingering around him, but Rob, from what you've seen so far from Tyler Biotish, is this something we should be keeping an eye on? I, only, I won't even say concerned with yet, because I don't think we're to that point. If this offensive line continues in the trajectory it's going, can Tyler Biedisch keep up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you guys hit on it. He's a young player and he didn't play as much as they would have liked last year because of injuries, and there's always I think with young guys, strength is always a factor there. So I think you guys are right about that. I think one one reason why Zach Martin is not at right tackle and he's at right guard is not only to help the right tackle, but help the center as well. He's right in the middle. He can help both guys pre-snap, after the snap, combo blocks, all that stuff. So I think the presence of a six-time Pro Bowler, is that's their thinking, is that we've got two young guys on either side of Zach Martin. Let's, Let's have him help out both guys.
3: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, you obviously want to support him as much as possible. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, he's getting better. I mean, you can't get better if you don't get reps, right? So that's what he has to do. Um, he's thrown into the fire. I don't think he's let us down by any means. Um, he just is facing some very large human beings that know what the heck they're doing. So that's how you. That's how you got to figure it out, though. You know, I mean, he faced what freaking three to three to best guys. Think about it. I mean, he faced who in, in camp? In oh. camp, oh yeah. Aaron Donald. Donald oh, that guy, yeah, Aaron Donald. Okay, and, yeah. and then in his first game this year, he played against. Vita V. Vita Vey. All right. And now he's going against Fletcher Cox. He had Linville Joseph last Linville week. Linville last week. That's so funny. I mean you're playing he's playing the best that this league has to offer every week.
2: He will be better. I, I thought I would see an uptick going into the Joseph matchup last week, though. I thought he would match up decently there. I didn't think he got dogged. But I don't, you're right. Yeah, he, no, didn't, he didn't, get but I didn't see a massive improvement. You're looking for domination. He's not
3: going to dominate anybody this year. No, right. Let's, let's get that clear. He's not. He doesn't have enough junk in the trunk. It's a good thing to that. remember. He's so, not Travis. He's not Fair. Zach. He's, Martin, he's not, not, you know, not Travis. He's not Fair Fair one of the, What's he like? Three ten, maybe. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he reminds me of like Kyle Kyle Kozier back in the day. Like Kyle did his job, but he wasn't dump trunking anybody, right? He was surrounded by large human beings, and he did his job efficiently. But you can't ask him to go out there and dominate. You just want him to not get dogged and make sure that everybody's lined up and going
0: in the right direction. And I think Coach Philbin and Kellen Moore are doing a wonderful job with the offensive mm-hmm. line. You just think about where they were in the first game. People don't talk about. Oh, we didn't have Zach the first game, and we came close to winning that one. Um, but still, I, I think they're doing a really good job of protecting uh, Dak. Um, the calls, the, the play calling, also is putting Dak in a position to uh, for success. But again, I, I think Biadish. The, the going back to what you just said, I think as his career goes, mm-hmm. as he gets more strength, he'll be able to win those. Uh, those matchups, but it's going to be like that every week for him. Mm-hmm. So, like Urban Meyer said, it's, it's Alabama every week. Yeah. Yeah, oh so. my God. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about that?
3: Content? I think that thing's just a whole, just, just, just <clears throat> blow the whole coaching staff. I don't know why he was ever hired, but let's not talk it's about him.
0: It's Alabama that. every week. Mm. Let's
3: not even go there. <laughs> urban. Yeah. Goodness, we urban. Go all day on Urban. There's no non-conference since oh, September Jesus. where you're playing this, not... He's not playing the Citadel. You mean, Citadel. Yeah. You mean yeah. these guys go to sleep with tablets in their hand watching film? <laughs> they know what we're doing? Holy moly. Oh,
2: jeez. Wow, this is not
3: okay. These are the
1: best athletes in the world? Oh, sh-
2: sh- sh- Gee golly. <laughs>
1: every guy was a star in college? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freaking freak.
2: Yeah. Heckman, you mentioned play calling. And... Isaiah, or excuse me, Rob the other day said... We, we look alike, I know. I know. It's you okay. <laughs> get you guys mixed up all the time. Um, Rob, last week you said that you thought it was the best two-game stretch of Kellen Moore play calling that you had seen. Yeah. The best play calling that he had done throughout his offensive coordinator career. What kind of... Advantage does that give you, or do you believe that gives you going into a game like this, where you have some certain matchups that stick out? But ultimately, this is probably the worst defensive unit you've faced so far.
1: Well, that's a great. You think it is? I think yes. they're really good. I think personnel-wise, you think so? Like more so than than LA? I mean, I'm not gonna like ar- I'm not going to argue defense. with you on Tampa, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're they're good, especially in the front. <clears throat> excuse me, in the front seven. Um, would you ask the first? Right off the top of the show about what the offense has done best, Mm -hmm. I think it it connects to what I said about Kellen. What we said about Kellen Moore calling plays, like they've shown they can win any type of game. They can win a boxing match or a bar fight, whatever they need to do. If they need to run the ball a bunch, they can do that. If Dak needs to throw it sixty times, not ideal, but they can they can do that. And so that's what I'm curious about. And you guys touched on kind of what Philly likes to do, what they do best. How defenses want to play this Cowboys offense going forward. Do they want to try to sell out and stop the run or the with the way Dak Prescott has evolved as a quarterback, do you really want to give him opportunities one-on-one in the passing game, you know? And so how how does Philly want to play it? Do they want to play zone and play safeties over the top and say kind of like what's LA did and say we'll make we'll give you some runs but we're going to make you drive the football? And hopefully you make a mistake. And if you only score 20 points, maybe we can steal a game from you. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how de- – and some of it depends on what a defense's strengths are to begin with, what they're capable of doing from a personnel standpoint.
2: What do you think they would do from, from, from Philly's perspective?
1: Well, Isaiah hit on it. I mean, I think you know, they'll, they'll keep a safety over the top but, and, and try not to give up big plays. Um, that's kind of what you've seen from them that they'll play some shell coverage and kind of make you drive the length of the field because they have confidence in their guys up front Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm curious to see what they do
0: though and they haven't given up a one pass for over 20 yards. So, I mean, even when we talk mm. about what they do in it's the box, they're still – plays 40 yards back. <laughs> but they're limiting – what they're trying to do is limit the big play, and they've done a really good job of that. But back to Kellen Moore, and he take, he's faced a lot of criticism. But I, I love when Mike McCarthy was in his press conference and he talked about him actually being a head coach next year. I think he's on to something. And, and this isn't hot take-ish. I just feel like – and one of those people that I do not like these young – coaches that get elevated over guys that's been in the league for a long time. I think Eric Bimy deserves to be a head coach in mm-hmm. the NFL, not college, you know and this is but when you look at Keller Moore and what he's doing from an offensive standpoint, it translates to everything that we see in football right now. You, in high school, college, and the pros, the game that he's the kind of games that he's calling. And so I just think, man, that he is next in line. I think if you look at what he's doing, and if Dak was is able to play, God stay healthy this entire year, you're going to see those numbers reflected in our offense that will That reflecting wins. I don't know. I'm just talking about the numbers and what he's going to put up. And I think he's a guy that's on his way. One of the things that I'm curious about, if he does become a head coach, what kind of personality does Kellen Moore have? You know, I don't. We don't know him uh like that. Maybe you do, but I mean he's better go to charm school because he's in line. I think he's shown more personality this year than he ever has though.
2: Like I think that's kind of He's getting comfortable. You can see the confidence starting to build. And I think I first noticed it during his first press conference in Oxnard. And he stepped up on the podium and he made a a witty little joke and kind of went after it. I think the confidence level is building not only off the field, but you could see it in his play calling. When in the past would you have seen three down linemen and then, what was it, both tackles out to the left? Like we saw. And I know it worked one play and it didn't work two plays later. However, I mean that it's confidence different. level yeah. is next
1: level for uh for Kellen. Moore and you've seen it. I'm with you on Eric Bieniemy and there's a lot of good coaching candidates out there. I mean so to just assume he's going to be a head coach in the NFL next year there's no guarantee of that. It depends no. on how many jobs are open and what they're looking for and I definitely think I could see him definitely getting more than one interview like he got last year if this offense especially if this offense keeps on the track that they are.
0: Right. Um, yeah.
1: But you know there's no guarantee they're losing him next year and I you know, it's week two. Well, week, two. It's week three. <laughs> you you we'll want to keep your OC? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the Cowboys sure as heck do. Heck yeah,
2: yeah. Everybody wants to keep Kelly
0: Moore. You think it's something Isaiah? Say it. What is it? I don't. I don't know the man, so I
3: can't speak to his ability to coach other men. I don't know that. And, and people think people think of head coach. They think, oh, are you a good offensive coordinator? Are you a good defensive coordinator? That's a part of being a head coach. Majority, your main role as a head coach is to coach the men who coach the other men. All right, so your your job is to coach your coaches. That's your job. Coach Belichick made this very clear when I was in New England. He coaches the coaches. Yeah. right? And the coach's job is then to turn around, take that leadership from him, and then convey that over to the players. You are a manager of men as a head coach. You're a CEO. You are a CEO. So if you love coaching, like in terms of like play calling, you're probably not a head
0: coach unless you're Sean McVay. Yeah. Right,
3: and, and you know, like there's very few of those guys like that. He's different.
0: He's but that's what. But that's exactly what my point. I mean, you see those young guys get elevated like that, and the Sirianni's of the world. Like, wh- mm. who that's, are they? Hey, absolutely. But there's. I think everybody in this in this world, including
3: this room, will say we can admit that something's different about McVeigh. Right. He has a little. <laughs> Little unto him. I don't know if Kellen Moore has it. I don't know. I really don't. That's why I can't sit up here and say yeah. I can't speak to, you know, if he has, the, you know, that kind of grit in that. And is he outspoken enough to be a head coach? Coach Phillips is a great coach, but is he a head coach? Eh. You know, so he's a great coordinator. So is you, you. So you look at people's abilities and say, okay, just because they can call plays really well and they understand the game, doesn't mean that they should be in a position to to, to manage other grown men. Manage. I mean, Kellen Moore managing entire staff of 50-plus-year-old men, that that's, takes a lot. So I don't know if he's capable of doing that because I don't know the man well enough, but just understand that it's a lot more than just your ability to play call, call plays.
1: When he becomes a head coach, and he w- I think he will be at some, at some point, point yeah. it, it will be for his offensive mind and whether he's going to call plays one day still as a head coach or not, he's going to be heavily involved, just like Sean McVay, and, and that's you know that's why he would get the job for sure. But, but the CEO part that's that's what Mike McCarthy's doing these days he used to call mm-hmm. plays as the head coach and now he's, he's even talked about it it's basically it's not as much fun but I have to that's my job is to coach the coaches yep. and establish you know a schedule and an approach in terms of managing guys throughout the season and and also establishing a, a mentality a style of play and a culture yep. that that's what Mike McCarthy is trying to bring to this team and, and but he does give, his coordinators a lot of autonomy.
0: And there's a great point by both of you guys. I mean, and and I love when anytime that you talk about Bill Belichick and, and what he does, I think people's ears perk up because you know he's a winner. Mm-hmm. And you look at coaches like Nick Saban mm-hmm. in, in the college level. I think all of these guys have one gene that's important and that's one of the most important things is organization. Mm-hmm. These guys are supreme Super organizers, and they're able to put these things together. I think Kellen Moore is that way as well. And so, I mean, that's one of those, like, success leads clues. This is one of those, and that's being organized, and I see that in them.
2: And that culture started the shift as a general – standpoint I mean we talked about it with with what Mike McCarthy and his task was this offseason was building that culture Kellen Moore was a part of that culture I think when he first got in here because the offense had swagger a year ago prior to losing their quarterback Mm -hmm. it was Kellen Moore's job to kind of reestablish that with having Dak Prescott come back so when we come back I want to ask that same question which one have you seen more improvement on through the first two weeks of the season to wrap things up offense or defense when we return here to Talking Cowboys It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details. Back
0: to Talking Cowboys.
2: Final segment here of Talking Cowboys on a Thursday. It's a Great People, Great Pay replay. You've heard that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. And if you want to join him to do great work with great people and for great pay... Apply now at, at com. That's com. I
3: was going to say shake One bag. of my clients had his car wrecked, and I sent them to Caliber. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Wow. He did. Yep, he had a nice car. I can't say it. What kind of car, but he had a nice car. Nice and, car. And, yeah, I was like, hey, man, you know, we have a new sponsor on the show. You should probably go to Caliber.
0: Boom. He'll Boom. have a nice car again. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I've been there previously... Because there was a caliber in Waco, and I had a, a little fender bender, and okay. I went straight to them. They did a great job yes. down there. Yes. I don't know. I haven't been to one in DFW yet. Maybe I need to check, it, sure out. Wanna wanna check or... it out. I don't want to check it out. I don't want to get in a wreck,
1: but... Yeah, let's not. If do I that.
2: do, let's let's do that. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Isaiah, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about North Texas Giving Day yeah. that is today. I know you've got some Love it. some things to look at for. That's always a great tradition that comes around in the fall every year.
3: Yeah, North Texas Giving Day is huge. Um, September 23rd, which is today, right? And, um, you know, I personally have been involved with a lot of nonprofits. I'm very passionate about giving back. I'm a huge believer that God's put us in positions and opportunities and um, who who are we not to give back to other people? Amen. Um, so uh, I am personally on the board um, for Union Gospel Mission Dallas, which is a nonprofit, I'm obviously trying to tackle homelessness in the DFW. Um, there's actually the Union Gospel Mission in Dallas, and then there's also um, the women's shelter as well. So trying to trying to tackle that issue, and then I'm also on the board for the Dallas Wings Foundation, which is mm-hmm. actually new this year, um, and Donald drivers on there as well with me. Um, mm-hmm. But we're on there, and but they they tackle a lot of different things: education, wellness. Um, you know, um, what is social justice and women and girls empowerment? So, um, you guys can go on my my Instagram uh, link tree, Isaiah Stand Back, and you guys can contribute to those if you guys choose. Or there's a lot of other good ones. I'm sure Dallas has some that they're tied to. But if you guys have, even if it's a, even if it's a, the five dollars that you spend on your on your cup of coffee this morning, go out there and make sure that you guys help out somebody else today.
2: That's awesome. Love I love that, and you can also donate. I know the Cowboys are are Absolutely. very, very yeah. involved in North Texas Giving Day as well. Salvation Army, yep. I believe the Jerry Jones and or Gene and Jerry yep. Jones Foundations awesome. doing some stuff as well. So th- there are definitely ways to give. Absolutely. So get out there and do it. So I, I mean, I'm, you and I are going to talk after the show. Yeah. And I'm going to hook you up as well from Sweet, from my own side. But all right. Cowboys and Eagles, we've been previewing the Cowboys' offense versus that Eagles' defense. But now I kind of want to compare the offense and defense through two weeks between the Cowboys. We only got about five minutes here. Okay. So which one has seen the majority of the improvement through two weeks of the regular season? You can date it all the way back to camp, all the way back to the off season. But I want to know which one has come the furthest from the middle of the off season into now going into week three. I'll start with you, Heckma.
0: Well, I mean, I'm going to pick the defense simply because of the turnovers that they've created over the last 11 games. I believe it's 11 games. Yeah, uh, 11 weeks. And I think they've done a really good job of that. I think Dan Quinn, his emphasis on culture and competition, you see it immediately with the way that these guys are getting to the ball. Guys are, the next man up are, is really competing. Um, and, and, and so I'm just, I'm going to say defense literally because our offense has been clicking since the beginning. Hmm.
1: I would say offense just because they got guys back. I mean, the defense was basically ahead of the offense throughout training camp and preseason. You get Dak Prescott back, that makes a huge difference. Also Amari Cooper. Um, But I'm with Heck in terms of you go all the way back to last year. This is a more in-tune defense than it was. They're still giving up yards, but they are taking the ball away, and they're getting stops when they need to for the most part
2: plus 14 in the turnover margin since those el- the start of those 11 games heckman which is number 1 in the NFL at the moment, so uh, I am not going to pick special teams. <laughs> is that an answer? That is, I mean, yes. it, it, it could be the answer. Okay, that's you... the answer.
3: Um, yes, yeah, so I'm not picking special teams, and I, I'm going I'm to go with the defense, just because the expectation uh, on offense is so high. It's kind of hard to you know exceed that, uh, and I don't think we've put up the, the points that we really want to put up on that side of the ball yet. Even though we are converting in the red zone, which is awesome, um, but um, defense, hands down. Um, and now we don't even have to go back to last season. We just talked about just from camp. There is there is question marks in terms of what this team was going to be, and those questions are are starting to get answered. I think we're starting to figure out. They're starting to figure out who what their identity is. Right? To culture and to, you know to the to the, the, the swag, how you play, how everybody next man up. That's a, a lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. Is it real on most teams? No. On this team, it's starting to show. The next man is up.
1: Right. And, it, and it's only been two weeks. Exactly. But, but when you're first-round draft pick already looks like he could be the best player on your defense by the Mm. end of the season, Mm. then – the, you're headed in the right direction. You
3: drafted well. Yeah. it's yeah. a good point.
1: It's <laughs> a good point. And I, I think I would say defense, too,
2: if we're dating it back, just because of, like you said, the improvement and communication. I mean, you're not yeah. seeing as many blown coverages. Like Rob said, they've been giving up yards, but they're not giving up the big, big play. Yep. They're not giving it up over the top. I don't want to jinx anything going into week three because, I mean, Philly's going to touch you deep on a couple of occasions. However, I, I do want to say the offense last year – whenever you lost your tackles, whenever you lost certain players on the outside, you, uh, you didn't skip a beat last week with no Lyle Collins and with no Michael Gallup. Yeah. And you were able to execute better than you did week one, which is, I think, something that to say about that offense. So there has definitely been improvement on that side of the football. Dak Prescott has a ton to do with that, but the growth of some of the, the underneath guys like a Terrence Steele
0: and a Tony Pollard certainly do as well. No, it, it, absolutely. And look, we have to look at the the... the Cooper. Effect on that offense. I think he, for all the criticism that he gets, man, he is coming in big for this offense in the first two games and been a reliable uh, source for, for Dak Prescott. I'm just, I'm just saying, like when you talk about the improvements, defense has been there, um, but to me, the offense, you still had those numbers. I mean, Coop still had 92 catches last year. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, which was what this fourth, fourth all time for the Dallas Cowboys is only Michael Irvin, Jason Witten, and Dez Bryant. That's good company. Yeah, uh, in, right? a, in a year where you didn't have any tackles. and it, you know, So, look, I just looking at the offense, I think that we still have the ability, even when we didn't have all of our guns. I think defensively, we just didn't have anything, and you see the resurgence. I see these guys playing with faith and belief in one another, and we didn't have that last year.
2: Yeah, and the Cowboys are going to have to do it without Keona Neal this week, oh, and they've got a couple other guys missing, so they're going to have to figure it out. Mm. Maybe no Dorrance Armstrong or Carlos Watkins either. Or Cooper, Let's not talk mm, yeah. about that. Let's yeah. not talk about it. But yes, that's a potential Tomorrow, say it with you, chest. Friday here on Talking Cowboys. Join us. We've got predictions, and we'll give you the whole rundown heading into Monday night football. But for now, for Chris Beam, Ron Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!